0: everyone, and welcome to the season finale of Emily's Book Club. For any new listeners, my name is Emily Burgess, and I'm an 18-year-old high school senior based in upstate New York. When I'm not doing schoolwork or dancing ballet, I love to read books, so this podcast is a wonderful excuse for me to talk about something I love with people I love. New episodes are released on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and each features at least one special guest to talk about a novel or an anthology. Words cannot describe how excited I am for today's episode. Since the inception of this podcast, I knew that I wanted to finish off with this episode, the book draft. I'm joined by some of my closest friends, Natalie Ashton, Grace Gravini, Bridget Neelis-Auger, and Renee Pasco, for the competition of the century. The draft is split into six rounds that are as follows. Number one, childhood book. Number two, book series. Number three, fiction. Number four, nonfiction. Fifth, a classic. Sixth, wildcard. Once the draft is complete, each competitor will have a chance to explain why they believe they have the best team of books. We will then enter a crossfire round in which we can question the integrity of the other teams. At the end, all competitors vote on who they think has the best team. Now, I think we're ready to welcome Natalie Ashton, Grace Gravini, Bridget Nealis auger and Renee Pasco for the 2021 Book Draft. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Why don't we start with everyone introducing themselves so that listeners can distinguish between voices. Tell me your name, your favorite book, and what you did for your May project. Natalie, we'll start with you.
1: Um, Hi, I'm Natalie. Um, My favorite book is probably Gone Girl. Um, And for my May project, I made probably around like 35 friendship bracelets. And I'm giving them away and selling them and then donating however much I make to a charity. Awesome. Grace?
2: Hi, I'm Grace. My favorite book
0: is Complications, The Surgeon's Notes on an Imperfect Science. And for my May project, I made and sold baked goods, and I donated all the money to the Shen Backpack Program. Follow at BakingWG on Instagram and order cakes because it's the best thing ever. All right, Bridget. Hi, I'm Bridget. My favorite book is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, and for my May project, I did a lot of research on the history of the school that we go to, and I worked with some alum and some faculty and stuff to create material for people to use, well, students to use to learn more about our school. Bridget is a friend of the pod, so
2: welcome back. <laughs> Thank Renee. you. Glad to be the first returning guest. Yes. All right, Renee? Renee? Hi everyone, my name is Renee, and my favorite book is The Thousandth Floor by Katherine McGee, and for my May project, I was an intern at a doctor's office. Very cool.
0: All my friends are cool.
2: <laughs> now let's get into it. So I
0: use a name generator to fairly produce the order, and it's as follows. First pick is Natalie, and then Bridget follows, then me and Grace, and Renee, sadly, has last pick. Without further ado, Natalie, let's start us off with your first round pick, a childhood book.
1: Um, so my childhood book childhood book pick was Where the Wild Things Are. Um, I was always read it as a child and it always stuck with me. So that's why it happened to make it to this round.
0: And it was made a movie. So there's that that pathway. All right. Bridget, what's your pick? Um my pick. I feel is so strong and you guys uh I picked Matilda. Everyone just nodded their heads. <laughs> um I love this book. I have always loved Roald Dahl. And I really like 8-year-old me related so strongly to Matilda. I really wanted to be her and I feel like it is just like the quintessential book that every little girl should read. All right. That's a strong pick too. And it was also, well, there's a movie, I think, and a Broadway show. So, yeah. has a lot. Of it. A oh. All right. So, my selection is The Giving Tree um, by Shel Silverstein. Wait, right? Yeah. <laughs> by Shel Silverstein. And that's a great book. I think it has an amazing message about friendship and generosity that is really powerful and it's kind of like a foundational lesson that I think all kids should learn. It's like, you can give everything you have to the people you love, but also um, not expect the world to be given to you from others just because they love you. All right, Grace, what is your selection? I picked if you give a mouse a cookie because I don't know, it's a little fitting cookies. But also because I really loved that book, and it is—I mean, all childhood books have some sort of lesson in it. And it's about like, you know, being grateful for what you have, and I don't know, an underlying message of that. But it's also a really, really cute book. So, yeah, maybe um, listeners can revisit that book with some great chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be happy to supply those. (laughs) It's a good thing to do.
2: All right. Lastly, Renee, for this round, what do you have? Okay, so my favorite childhood book is Pinkalicious. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it was the cutest book growing up, and it really like kind of helped me like grow my love for the color pink and also just cupcakes and dessert and everything in general. So it was just a really fun read.
0: I think that's also it's an important book for like. Teaching little girls to embrace femininity as and like not hide it away. So I think that's a great pick too. All right, so moving on to book series. Natalie, what did you choose?
1: Okay, I noticed that mine has a theme of being made into movies and TV shows, but my series was Percy Jackson and the Olympians. um I probably read this like four or five times all the way through, especially when I was younger. I was obsessed with just like mythology and like greek heroes and stuff um so yeah that was my
0: pick solid pick Bridget what about you My mine is also a series from when I was a kid I chose a series of unfortunate events I really love sort of lemony snicket's voice and not knowing all of the answers having an unreliable narrator and he also like teaches you a lot about like like I learned so many words from those books and I I wanted to be Violet Baudelaire when I was little I wanted to be all the characters in the books that I read but yeah solid choice as well all right (laughs) I'm coming at you with a classic Harry Potter book series probably the most famous book series ever and it's like I mean it doesn't get better than that because I feel like Harry Potter is a lot of people's childhood. It creates a world that's so relatable and um, like all of the movies, the books, it's really such a powerful franchise. And I think everyone in the world knows at least about it. So I don't think of book series without thinking of Harry Potter. So that had to be my choice. Sorry to steal that. But Grace, what's your pick? So yeah, that may or may not have been my initial choice, but that's okay. We're rerouting to um, Divergent, the Divergent series. I loved that. One, because like there was a strong female lead character, obviously that was great. But also because when the books were coming out, like, I read them as they were coming out. So it was like a cool thing where you were like looking forward to the new book. And I feel like with the Harry Potter, like that was out well before and everybody knew about it and like spoilers, whatever. But for Divergent, like you got the book when it came out, you read it and then you were like one of the first people to know what happened. So that just like sticks out in my
2: memory. Yeah, yeah, that's also a good pick. All right, Renee? So I also had Harry Potter and then I was also thinking of Divergent, (laughs) but my pick is gonna be the Hunger Games series because kind of similar to Divergent I was like reading it like kind of as it was coming out and like it was just so like interesting like I really liked I guess during the time that I read it I was really into like dystopian books and so that was like kind of the perfect series for that so yeah yeah I would like to say
0: how like powerful it is that we all sort of chose books that we read like as children or as like young like 12 13 year olds and how like book series sort of almost encourage reading you know because it like what both grace and renee said you know you're waiting for the next book to come out i don't know i think that's so awesome and i always wished that i was that i was a little bit older so that i could have experienced that with um harry potter yeah i i was thinking about that when i was thinking about my book series picks because all of the series i had in mind were series that I read when I was younger. And I think that, I don't know, I'm not a fan of like adult novel series. It just seems kind of cliche to me. And I think it's best done for like that, like t- 14 and below age range, because you're not like pretentious enough to be like, mm, this plot is getting boring. Like you're just excited to see what happens, so. um I do agree with what you're saying, Bridget, about the series. And maybe maybe one day there will be an adult series that I enjoy. <laughs> we'll see. All right, so next up is the fiction round. Natalie, what was your selection?
1: Um, so my choice was Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Um, this happened to be the regular English um, book of the year, the 12th grade English book. Um, I didn't take that class, but I had just read this so many times before I listened to it on tape for my 14-hour drive back from South Carolina one spring break, um, and I just love it. I love all the intertwining storylines, and there's so many, like so much character character development, um, and all the different characters in the book. And I just think there's never a dull moment in the book, and that's what keeps it exciting. Um, and that's why it's my pick.
0: Yeah, I actually almost selected that book to do an episode, um, but I ended up running out of time. But I think that's a great book it sparks really important debate you know I've talked to so many people about which side they're on I think it's the Richardsons or um Bibi, I think is the mother's name um and I'm always surprised by what people choose pretty much every time so it's really interesting and it's a great book because it sparks such interesting debate among your friends Bridget what was your selection for fiction um I chose my favorite book a tree grows in Brooklyn If any of you listened to the Franny and Zoe episode that Emily and I did, I expressed my love for sort of the mundane, especially within books, and A Tree Grows in Brooklyn is exactly that. There are so many like details about the time period, and I really love Francie as a character. I, again, like sort of wanted to be her in a way, and I first read this book when I was like 12, and I've sort of reread it at least once or twice a year as I've sort of gotten older, and it's like I'm at to the point where I'm the age that Francie was at the end of the book, which is weird. So I kind of like grew up with her. It's an amazing book and I recommend it to everyone. And for my pick, surprise, surprise, I chose The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. I talk about it literally in every episode because I think it's incredible. I think that it's right where I am, definitely where I was throughout most of high school and like kind of moving out of the phase now, but still prevalent where. I don't, when I read it, I relate so deeply to the main character who wants physical traits that is, lit, it's literally impossible for her to have. It's a black girl who wants blue eyes. Like you were not born with blue eyes. You're not going to have them, but it doesn't make her want them any less. And I think that's so like, prevalent throughout the teenage experience. Definitely my teenage experience is like wanting to look a certain way, maybe just because you know you can't. So I think that's a really powerful thing. Um, to know that Toni Morrison picked up on that and described it so well. Grace, what's your pick? So for my fiction pick, I picked All Girls by Emily Layden, not only because we have such a connection with her, having been our teacher, my advisor, but also because it is such a great look into teenage girls, and I love that it's through the eyes of multiple characters so that you can see um, the development of all all different types of girls, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah, I read that in less than two days. It was so good. I do love that book. And that was my second choice, but I had a feeling someone was going to take it. But yes, and I actually think that the bluest eye and all girls are kind of similar. They hit the same lessons in a different way. So
2: great, great selection. Renee, what's your pick? Okay, so my pick is One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. And I really liked this book because kind of similar to what Grace was saying about all girls, it also goes through like the different points of view of each of the characters because I guess if you don't know what the book is basically it's just five students like are in detention together and then by the end of the day one of them is dead and so like the other four students are all suspects in the other kids murder and so you try to like figure out who does it and then there's a twist at the end and I really liked it because it was like what a book that you like really could not put down and it took me like maybe I think six hours to finish it and it was kind of long so I really just like flew through it and I really liked it
0: Nothing beats that feeling of accomplishment when you read a book super fast. You're like, I'm a genius.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's actually a second book that came out to that one, like a sequel. So I haven't read that, but I really want to because I also did love that book. All right, so the next round is nonfiction. Natalie, what do you have? Um, so my pick is Unbroken. Um, I really love how this book kind of takes you through the main characters like whole life. Um, And I really love seeing like the development and it goes like back and forth um, from his time in World War II and as a prisoner of war, like back to his childhood and like his high school experience, like running track and things like that. Um, And so I really kind of love that back and forth and how you can see like every aspect of him. Um, And my dad also introduced me to the book and I love the historical aspect of it too. Um, And just like the time period, I found it really fascinating. Um, So that was my pick.
0: Solid choice. Bridget. Um, I chose The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Um, I had sort of known about Henrietta Lacks just in passing before, but I read the book and it was super interesting. It talks about, you know, her life, but then also, you know, the science behind her regenerating cells and how she has sort of changed the medical field. And that's like really not my area of expertise at all, but it was super interesting. And it was the right mix of like biography and like science stuff to keep me interested. Yeah, I think that the fact that science isn't particularly your area of interest and you still chose it as your favorite non-fiction book speaks to how good the book is, so I have to check that one out. My choice is Ron Chernow's Alexander Hamilton because it sparked, like, it kind of sparked a cultural phenomenon. Like, that's the book that inspired the Broadway musical Hamilton, so, which I think has encouraged Kids and adults like to look into history and be interested in it and look at it in a different way. And Lin-Manuel Miranda would never, ever in the musical without reading that book. So I think it's a pretty powerful choice, even though it's super long. But you, it's kind of interesting to read it and think about what Lin-Manuel Miranda thought about when he was reading it. Grace, what's your choice? So this is also my favorite book that I introduced myself with. Um, complications, a surgeon's notes on an imperfect science, because I thought I read this over the summer. Actually, I had gotten it as like a parting gift from a um, science camp thing that I did a while ago, and I never really got around to reading it. And then last year, I was like, I really, I just need to (laughs) sit down and read it. And I read it in literally a day, because it was so interesting. They talk about practicing medicine because it is something that we're constantly learning from and yeah solid choice a lot of science all right
2: renee what's your selection okay so i chose becoming by michelle obama as my favorite nonfiction, um Mm -hmm. just because she's always been a role model of mine and so it was so amazing to read her book and i also listened to the audio book too and it was just so nice to hear like all the stories about her life and all the little anecdotes, like especially in her voice. And it was just so like funny and genuine and just a really good time.
0: I can't argue with the Michelle Obama pick. That was a great selection. All right, next round is classics. Natalie, what did you choose?
1: Okay, um, I picked The Scarlet Letter. Um, And to be honest, I probably wouldn't have picked it like two years ago but we read it in honors English. And although the reading of it wasn't my favorite part, I loved the project that we did on it. We did um, a psychoanalysis of different characters and I loved the project. It was over Zoom, so miserable time, but (laughs) it got me really thinking and just made me love the book and kind of like dive into the characters. So shout out Mr. Fitz for making Scarlet Letter my favorite classic book. But yeah, that's my pick.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting how our experiences around a book can shape our feelings towards the book without the text actually playing in. And it is a great book on its own. Bridget, what was your classics choice? I chose Little Women. I first read this book when I was like eight and I didn't understand it. Um, And I reread it last year and it was just absolutely delightful you know it's so magical and again like I just I want to live with them I want to be a March sister I feel like that is sort of like the best part of books for me is like the escapism Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and I just I love all of the characters and I I feel so strongly about this book and I just think it's something that everyone should read regardless of like gender or anything like that Bridget, which March sister do you identify with? Um, Amy. <laughs> Duh. We actually talk about this a lot for for listeners wondering. Bridget and I argue about Amy all the time. Sound off. <laughs> Amy and Lori. Forever. Not Amy and Joe. <laughs> yeah. Readers, email in if you think Bridget is incorrect. <laughs> Tell me. I don't I think Amy is kind of annoying, but we can move on. Okay, Emily. So I actually also had little women as my selection and then I saw Bridget was going before me and I knew that she was going to take it so I'm coming at you with another Toni Morrison book beloved and here is why I was I don't know why but I was thinking about (laughs) classic books a couple days ago and someone had said that we don't give classics written by black authors enough attention and I really realized that that a lot of the classics because they're written so long ago are majority a majority of them are written by white authors, but then there are also authors like James Baldwin and Toni Morrison that are just as masterful and don't get enough attention, and Beloved is such an incredible book. You could read it over and over and over again and pick up on something new every time, and Toni Morrison is my icon, so (laughs) I had to give that a spot on my list. Grace, what did you choose? I chose To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, Not only is it an amazing book but it also just like the memories attached to it are really great because like I read it not with my grandma but we both read it at the same time and like talked about it and then I went to go see Jeff Daniels in New York City do the
2: play and it
0: was just like to be able to visualize the book was really really great and obviously it's a classic so Yeah, and I think that's probably my favorite thing about books is reading it and getting to talk about it with someone else because when you read a book, like you said, you don't have the visuals all there so you can kind of make it up and it's really interesting to compare um, how you and the others reading it perceive the worlds differently.
2: So Renee, last but not least, what's your choice? I chose Pride and Prejudice as my favorite classic. Um, I just really liked the themes of love and marriage and I really liked the story between Mr. Darcy and Lizzie Bennet so I thought it was fitting.
0: All right and the last round is the wild card round where anybody could choose
1: any book. Natalie what was your wild card choice? So my wild card choice was Wonder. Um, Again another book made movie but I was gonna put this for childhood, except I think I read it like a little later um, into my like preteen years, I would say. Um, But I love this book. I've read it so many times. I've watched the movie so many times. I think it has a great message. Um, Another theme that seems to be going on this podcast, I love the different perspectives um, from characters seeing like what Augie thinks and what his sister Via is thinking. Um, And so I just love that aspect. And I've always loved the book
0: All right, Bridget, what was your wild card choice? Okay, so Emily said that we could do the same book if they were in different rounds. So I'm picking Pride and Prejudice. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Awesome book. When we first read it in sophomore year, I, I did not pay very close attention, but we watched like multiple versions of the movie in class. And because of that, I became like wholly obsessed I have read it probably like three times since sophomore year and it is just it's very magical again I I want to be a Bennett sister like I don't know I feel like I definitely gravitate towards like books that have like really strong families and stuff not for any reason but um, yeah and I I salute Renee for picking an, a, gr- a good book I totally forgot that we read that sophomore year and I feel like I need to inform listeners that we spent several weeks watching pride and prejudice and zombies. Um, but we made it through, we're going, we're graduating. We still did it. That was our English class sophomore year. Anyway, my choice for wildcard was the interesting's by Meg Wallitzer, which I actually have never met someone that also read this book, but I love it. Um, it's pretty lengthy, but the characters in it are like probably my favorite characters I've ever read. It's about um, these six friends going through life. They meet at a summer camp for the arts and the rest of the book describes where life takes them from that point on. And I think that the characters are so real and that the book also highlights the mundanity of life. Like it's very realistic and it's just a great book. I would recommend it to anyone. And I also um empathize with the the artsy kids uh life path from my time dancing so it was a, one of my favorite books ever grace what was your wild card pick so my pick was the guest list by lucy foley um it truly is kind of a wild card it's like a really it was another really easy read but it was recommended to me by emily Layden, and she let me borrow her book um last summer and as a huge law and order fan with these like mystery type novels usually I can predict what's gonna happen but for this book in like the last page it was crazy and it was a great ending and so it was a super easy read it was really cool because it also had different perspectives like a lot of people have been talking about books that have that so it kept switching between people And I, yeah, the ending was really great. So, highly recommend. Yeah, I might have to add that to my to-be-read list. You're good at promoting these books.
2: (laughs) Um, Renee, what was your wildcard choice? Okay, so my wild card choice was the book that I said is my favorite book, The Thousandth Floor by Katherine McGee. And again, there's different perspectives in the book, but basically it's like Gossip Girl meets Pretty Little Liars but it's set in the future so it's just kind of like everything that i love in one book so i thought it was a super easy read it's really interesting and there's a lot of like escapism which is really nice because they're it's like talking about the lives of like really rich people and like it's in the future and it's just super cool to read so
0: another book i might have to add to my list
2: all right so now that everyone awesome. what
0: that book is awesome <laughs> Okay, so now that everyone has made their pick, um, I'm going to ask each person to go through and recap their list and explain why they think their list is the best one. So, Natalie, you can start us off.
1: Okay, so my list went Where the Wild Things Are, Percy Jackson in the Olympian Series, Little Fires Everywhere, Unbroken, Scarlet Letter, and Wonder. Um, So I think I have a pretty good list because I think it's very, like, well-rounded and kind of all over the place. Um and I think that makes it's like really interesting to read books that are totally different from each other. Um so I think it has a little bit of everything. And I know it's my favorite book, so everyone might have different perspectives, but if you haven't read any of them, highly recommend. Um, and yeah, I think it's a pretty good list.
0: I'd agree. Right when you were recapping them, I was thinking about how it covers kind of all the bases. So that was a good That was a good team. Bridget, recap your list, please. Okay, I did, I had Matilda, A Series of Unfortunate Events, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, Little Women, and Pride and Prejudice, and I think that this list is, like, the books are fairly similar, but I feel like everyone should read all of them. I think there's, they're definitely, like, comforting to me, a lot of them, and I think they tell, like, I feel like all of these books are told through the female gaze, uh, except for Matilda, probably, um, which I really, really love, and I think is so important for people to, like, read through the female gaze, because oftentimes, like, the male gaze is not the most, like, forgiving for women, especially, I feel like, in literature, so yeah and Matilda even though not necessarily told from the female perspective is still a very feminine or like empowering story around women so I think it's yeah with your list go girls (laughs) yes all right so my list was The Giving Tree, Harry Potter, The Bluest Eye, Alexander Hamilton, Beloved, and The Interestings and I think that I have a pretty solid list because I feel like all the different perspectives and time periods are covered. You get the super old stuff with um Hamilton and kind of with beloved, but then um like the Harry Potter and the interestings are both very modern. So I think it's a pretty well-rounded list and it covers all different perspectives like male, female, old, new, it all. Um, so yeah, I think I have a good list. <laughs> Grace, can you recap your list? Sure. I had If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, the Divergent series, All Girls, Complications, To Kill a Mockingbird, and The Guest List. And I think I have a great list because it shows a lot of growth, like as... You're growing up as you're maturing it goes from like the children's book everybody had a children's book but then it goes all the way to complications which is kind of a look into what i think my future might hold but even with that it's a very accessible book and i think all of these are pretty easy read i think for all of these books <laughs> i said i read them very quickly and it, that's because obviously when you find a book that you like you really can't put it down and i felt that way for all of these yeah i i think that's a really interesting point and i also think that our lists kind of say a lot about ourselves so i think
2: you have a great list renee lastly tell us your list okay so my list was pinkalicious the hunger game series one of us is lying becoming pride and prejudice and the thousandth floor And I think my list is a pretty good list because I think all of the books that I just listed have really like shaped my identity and like helped me to like get in touch with myself. And then like I would say that about like Pinkalicious and I would say that about Becoming definitely. And then I think for the other ones, I think they're just like really good books if you want to like get into reading again because they're so like easy to read and like it doesn't take you very long to get through them because they're just so interesting and like compelling that it's like a page turner. So I think that's why my list is good.
0: Okay, so now we're at the Crossfire section where we can poke holes in other contestants' teams. Who wants to start that off? I will go first. All right, Bridget, what do you have to say? Emily Burgess, you have the same author twice, which, while Toni Morrison is an amazing author and is very inspiring and her work is, you know, awesome and very good, you know, she definitely has a very specific style. So you're not exactly diversifying, <laughs> which I can't really talk, but like... All right. Yeah. So um, to come back at what you say, Bridget, as I was talking about <laughs> earlier before... Um, I think that it's incredibly important that I have two Toni Morrison books on this list because um, Black authors don't get a lot of attention. And I know Toni Morrison is debatably the most famous Black author, but I think all of her works are so versatile and so different. Like The Bluest Eye is completely different than um, Beloved. Like the narration is different. It's just, you can't even compare them. So I think that it's still versatile and it's really important to amplify um non-white authors so I'm confident in my selection of two Toni Morrison books on my list and it's also indicative of how much like what I've been into I've been in a huge Toni Morrison kick this entire year so um and I know people and, to, really- and, yeah. to, and to rebuttal your rebuttal <laughs> or no I'm not gonna say that I'm not I'm just saying that because you had the same author twice. I'm not saying that because it's Tony Morrison. I would just like that to be clear. No, yeah, I get it. But I just had to, I just had to come back. I'm not gonna let you come for my team and take it. <laughs> okay. Actually, now I'm gonna come for your team, Bridget, because if you're talking about lack of diversity, you literally cannot talk. <laughs> all, of books, all of your books are like the same perspective, um, particularly in your selection of Pride and Prejudice as a wild card. I think Little I women that and wild card just meant like whatever you want. It does but I feel like you could have had a stronger wild card pick that diversified your book list particularly Pride and Prejudice Little Women are kind of the same vibe I won't lie so having them both one after another both classics um was an interesting choice so I think that if I'm looking for a team to vote for, I would be looking for a little bit more diverse of a list. And I know you could say the same thing for me because I have two Toni Morrison, but it is what it is. Okay. Any if other- I may, <laughs> If I may rebut, am I allowed to have a rebuttal? Yes, you are. Thank you. I'm um, not going to lie, when I was putting this team together, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was just thinking about my favorite books in each category. Um, I think that these are all books that everyone should read. And it does happen to be sort of in its own little subgenre of like girls who are growing up in their environment in a very, and it's described in great detail. But I think that that is something that I like a lot and I wouldn't want anyone else on my team because I'm having lots of fun over here. (laughs) That's valid. But if, if I may come back again, when you're, when you're making, (laughs) Let's say, like let's compare this to like a football team draft you're not gonna draft that I didn't, know, that. I didn't know what it meant people okay, it doesn't matter if you weren't thinking about it that's that's what it is okay so if you're making a football team you're not gonna draft six quarterbacks even if they're all amazing that makes no sense you need a well-rounded team so that's what I'm gonna say and I hope that um my counterparts will consider that when voting <laughs> okay are there so any- I think I think these last two minutes have shown that maybe both of your teams are not not great. So I think the rest <laughs> of us, the, the the other three. I mean, do you I, have any complaints? Because I uh, I, I didn't know how this was gonna work. If I if I were I would have
1: prepared That's, more. If not I knew balanced. that this you was actually to happen. You could have, you you have, you have asked me to do this now because you know that your list doesn't hold up. I
0: no okay I'm not gonna lie I'm still confident in my list but also actually no I'm not gonna go there. I'm, I know I'm not gonna win but I know who I'm gonna vote for so um, I'm proud of my answers I would have rather chosen books that I love than try to defend books that I am not in love with just to diversify my team <laughs> that's all I have to say thank right. you. Today Natalie or Grace do you have anything to say about um, the other teams?
1: I have a small thing. Yes. Nothing bad, but I noticed that on Grace's list, there are a lot of like very new and recent books. And obviously that's not bad. I'm just, are you, have you been in more of a book kick lately? Or have you just been liking the new stuff? Like, I don't know, The Guest List, All Girls. I guess Divergent isn't like that new, but you know what I mean? They're very like recent books. Um, I will say
0: yes. I've done, I did a lot more reading last summer than in summers past. I mean, like, obviously I read all the school books, but in terms of like personal, personal reads last summer was heavy on that more because I didn't have as much to do as I usually do. Um, but yeah, so that's fair to say, but also because like some of the books I read in middle school, I didn't feel like they were as noteworthy in, in this draft. (laughs) <laughs> but, makes sense. yeah okay any other comments i stand behind my team thank you all right thank you for that i think now we're gonna kick off the voting and so you're not allowed to vote for yourself you have to vote for someone else um and we'll start with natalie we'll just go in order of the draft pick so natalie who do you choose and why I thought I'd
1: have time to think about this. Um, OK, well, I wrote them all down. That's why I was frantically typing while you guys were all talking, so I have a little visual. Um, based on like my perspective and what I really love, I would probably go with Renee. Um, I feel like a lot of the books she picked are books that I also love. Um, and I feel like our lists are kind of similar. Um, but not that it has to be what I enjoy. Obviously you all have wonderful books, but I think when I look, that's kind of the list that I gravitate towards. Um, So yeah, I would give Renee that one.
0: All right, Bridget, who do you vote for? I will also be picking Renee. She picked books that I have read that I didn't even like think about including in this, especially Becoming and The Thousandth Floor, which I loved that book. I forgot about that book. and yeah, I just feel like it was very well-rounded and her points about choosing all of them like made sense not only for her, but like for whatever this thing is. So yeah. All right. I'm going to go with Natalie. I feel like she has a really versatile list. Um, All of the picks pretty much. I loved It's all over. It's the past and the present. I'm here for all of it. And I think that she defended, or not defended, but explained her picks really well. And I think that was a great choice. So I have a vote for Natalie. Grace, what about you? I am also voting for Natalie because uh, everything that Emily just said, and I love all the books that you picked, but also I'm only, I'm not voting for Renee only because there's a couple books that I haven't read. And so I need to read those. So I'm not, as familiar like Bridget knows all those books so that was a you know clear vote for you but I am not familiar with some of your books so I will put those on my list and investigate but I loved all the books on Natalie's list so that was
2: that's my vote all right Renee who do you vote for I'm voting for Natalie because I just thought she had a really solid list like they were all very different books. And a lot of them were some books that I loved and then some books that I've just always wanted to read. And then when Natalie mentioned that there's kind of an overlap between what she reads and what I read, it definitely makes me want to check out the books that she said were her favorites.
0: All right, so with that, congrats, Natalie, for being the winner. Woo! <laughs> it was actually This was a lot of fun um, to do. Speech, speech, oh, speech, speech. Yeah. <laughs> you have any words about your
1: win? Um, I mean, being surrounded by so many book lovers, I'm very honored. no, in all seriousness. Um, I have a lot of new books to read. I have a note on my phone that I have to add books to. Um, and I have all the books you wrote, so I'll definitely be be reading those, get some feminist perspective books from Bridget, some classics from Emily, you know, a lot of a lot of things to read. But yeah, this was super fun. I'm so glad I was invited to this.
0: Yeah. All right. So that concludes today's episode. Thank you, Natalie, Grace, Bridget, and Renee for joining me on today's episode of the pod and for being some of the best friends that I could ask for. Thank you listeners for following me on this podcast journey. I had so much
2: fun. Thanks, Emily. Podcast journey. Yeah. Yeah.